Hi, this is Chris Finch. I'm lead pastor of City Walk Church. I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you don't already know, the best way to stay connected with City Walk Church is with our app. Just go to your device's app store and search City Walk Church to find it. Whether you've been a longtime follower of Jesus or you're just investigating faith, our hope is that this message will help you take your next step in that journey. If you're in the area, we would love to have you come join us in person. For more information or to plan your visit, check us out at citywalkchurch.com or on social media at WeAreCityWalkCA. Last week, as Cherie said, uh, you got extra credit. You actually left with a nice suntan, too, because of how we had things set up. Uh, But we were able to make some changes this week and excited about the opportunity to continue to have church even even if we're outside. And so I hope you had an awesome week. One thing that we have done over the last uh, few months as we've been in the midst of the COVID-19 kind of pandemic, uh, you guys, just like I have, uh, you've seen our small businesses, and you've seen a lot of our small businesses kind of struggling. And uh, we've had over the past few months, we've done something every single Thursday, or at least a lot of the Thursdays, and we just called it For You Sutter. And we've encouraged you to go to a business, a small business, a restaurant, and buy you know dinner, lunch, coffee there, and then post about it on social media with the hashtag for you, Besutter, and just really make a big deal out of that business and promote them. Well, this week we want to encourage you to do another thing. Uh, on our next steps table over here, we have some new invite cards, and we stopped putting the service times and locations on our invite cards since that changes about weekly. Uh, But we we got some new invite cards, and I want to encourage you to pick up two. Uh, And here's what I I would love to see you do, and I hope that we bless our community on Thursday with this. Uh, I would encourage you to go to your favorite coffee place, and on Thursday, pay it forward. And here's what I mean. The person behind you at Starbucks or Dutch Bros, pay for theirs and leave an invite card. And beg God that they're, they don't have like a van full of football players that are all eating breakfast when you go up to the barista and like, hey, how much is the one behind me? And they're like, $37.52. You're like, oh, never mind. I was just wondering. Uh, but, but pay it forward. And we're going to try to do that on Thursday. And just uh, go to wherever your local favorite coffee place is. Or if you hate coffee, tea, whatever it is. And just pay it forward. Buy somebody's drink behind you and leave an invite card just as a way to just say hey we're, we're thinking about you and we love you and we want to just be a blessing to you uh, in a small way and so we're going to do that Thursday and uh, we'll, we'll put some more stuff out on social media to remind you uh, but that, that's just a great way to encourage people a few weeks ago in fact Pastor Chris Dowdy he spoke the last two weeks my family and I we went to Birmingham Alabama and uh, that's where my dad, my mom, my, both of my brothers live in that region. And so we spent about 10 days there. And while we were there, the food in the South, if you've been to the South recently, the food's great. The company was great. We love ha- hanging out with our family. But the humidity was not great. Uh, in fact, the, the time that I figured out how bad I had forgotten about Florida humidity was when we'd go out on a run, kind of this family, like, hey, let's go out and have a, do a run together. And of course, we decided, because you know, you're sleeping in on vacation, so we decided at like noon to go out for our, for our run, 
And about a mile into it, you remember what Florida and the South humidity is all about. And you feel this, like you can't catch your breath. And you start to get a little dizzy. And you're like a quarter of a mile into the run. Uh, and so we experience that a little bit. And maybe you have experienced that at times too. Where you, man, you were out exercising or you were running, whatever you do. And, and maybe you didn't fuel up well. You, you didn't eat anything for breakfast. You didn't drink, you know, what you were supposed to drink. And you thought, hey, I'm, I'm 35 or I'm 55. I'll, I'll be okay. I mean, if I was 90, I might do this. But, and you go out and you start exercising. And then about halfway through your exercising, you start to wish you would have drank something before you left or wish you would have eaten something. You, you've probably experienced it. Another way you've probably experienced this is with your car. Where you have, and we've all done this. You're driving, you're, you're checking out the gas gauge, you know where the gas station is, but you're like, the, the one five miles down the road, I know I can get two cents off my gas each gallon, and so you're looking, and, and you decide, you know, and, and you, you know the moment, because you know, it's like, all right, there's the exit, am I going to go, am I going to go, am I going to wait for the next one, am I going to go, and you're, and you pass it up, and you pass up that gas station that's right there, because it's five cents more, and you know, like seven miles down the road is the one that's a little cheaper. The bathrooms are a little cleaner. Uh, we're going we're gonna to make it. But the whole seven miles, you're, you're like, kid, shut up. And you're just staring at the gas gauge. And, and you're, beg- you're making so many promises to God. You're going to be in church for five weeks in a row. God, just get us to the gas station. And you, you start to regret passing up the fuel because you're not, not sure how it's all going to work out. And so whether it's... In the middle of your exercise video, you start to get kind of weary and lightheaded because you didn't eat what you were supposed to, or you're, you're driving down the road and you passed up the, the fuel option, and now you're, you're worried about what it's going to be like. You know, those are all bad things, but probably something that's a lot worse than that is walking through life spiritually powerless when power has been available to you all along. And if, if we're honest, whether we're a longtime follower of Jesus or whether we're somebody that's maybe even investigating faith or just young in the faith, there's been times in our lives that we've walked into situations, we've walked through situations, and, and all along we, we, we were weak in those situations because we didn't take advantage of what was available to us when it was available to us. And for the last few weeks, we've been walking through a letter that Paul wrote called Ephesians. And Paul wrote it to a group of people that he had spent about three years with. These are people that were good friends of his, that he knew well. And he was writing a letter from prison in about 62 AD. And he was writing a letter to them. And one of the big themes of his letter was, hey, there's so much available to you. I hope that you'll grab hold of it and take advantage of it. And about halfway through his letter, if you have the app, you can pull it up. Or if you have your Bible, uh, Ephesians chapter 3. He's about halfway through his letter. And Paul says this in Ephesians 3, verse 14. He says this. For this reason. like For what reason, Paul? Basically, he's saying, hey, all this stuff I've just said to you at the beginning of the letter, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. 
Paul says, he says, for this reason, I've just talked to you about how you can have a relationship with God. I've just talked to you about the, 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 the problems between Gentiles and Jews and how Jesus has entered that and kind of taken what was two groups that hated each other and brought them together. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Paul, in the midst of his imprisonment, he, he spends time in prayer. I don't know, like if he's chained to a garden, he's like, hey, buddy, I'm getting down now, so you're going to have to come down with me. And he just jumps down on his knees. But he's, he's in prison, and he's praying. He, he's praying for these people. And, and in the scriptures, if you're new to faith or you haven't studied through, through the scriptures much, you'll see a lot of different ways of praying. So you, the, the scriptures talks about standing. The scriptures, there's people that sit and pray. There's people that kneel and pray. There's times when Jesus would literally get on his face and pray. And it's not really up to, it doesn't really matter, honestly, what posture you take. I know for some you might think, do I get extra credit if I get down on a knee? Is there, if I lay on my face, is that like the best way where it, like the prayer request gets straight to God? There, there's really not a special way to pray but really more than the posture of your body, it's the posture of your heart. And Paul, he's in prison when, when he could have been thinking about himself and probably for a lot of us, if I'm sitting in prison for a reason I don't think I should be in prison, I'm probably not worried about you. And Paul, he was, he was praying for these people. And one of the things that you see when, when Paul prays is he prays for people in a way that is different than how we pray for people. Like when, when you pray for somebody, when you pray for your kids, you're probably praying, you know, I hope they get good grades, Lord. Pray that they don't date the wrong guy. Pray that, And those are not bad prayer requests. But when Paul prayed, he usually prayed for stuff that was going on on the inside. He prayed for things that were going on in the inside instead of stuff on the outside. And, and maybe you grew up in a religious tradition where prayer was like, it was uh, hard to understand. Like there were certain ways you were supposed to stand and then there were times you were supposed to kneel and then there were words you were supposed to say. And, and it might be one of the reasons that some of you may have walked away from the church is because it, it was a lot of tradition and not a lot of heart. And you didn't know like, did I say the words the right way? Did I kneel the right way? For Paul, it was just humbly coming before God and, and just talking to God with a heart that was expectant, believing that God was going to do something. And so Paul, he's praying for these people. And Paul says this, as he talks about what he's praying for, he says this in verse 16. That according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Here's what Paul's saying. He's saying, you know what? My, my prayer for you, I, these people that I love dearly, that I spent so much time with, the thing that I'm praying for you above everything else is I want you to experience God's power on the inside. I want the inside of you to be strengthened. We can put, and we do, we're really good at putting up fronts on the outside. And making it look like things are all together. And Paul, he probably knew that. And he said, you know what? I'm not worried about the outside. I'm praying that on the inside, God strengthens you with his power. And he does it through the working of the Holy Spirit. 
right here I have a, an extension cord. And if you're a tech guy, you are very distracted right now because this cord is not wrapped correctly. And so I, I know guys that work on tech, they have a certain way. So forgive me for that. But this extension cord, and I'm the least technical person probably here, for sure on our whole city walk team. But I know what an extension cord does. Like, if there's a power source, and I need to get something else to that power source, I can plug the extension. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because I might be. But I, I plug this in, and this is the conduit between the power source and the thing that needs power. And the, what Paul's saying is the Holy Spirit is the extension cord. It's the conduit. It's the way that God, who is all-powerful, gets his power to you and strengthens you on the inside. He uses the Holy Spirit. And there's a lot of crazy stuff. There's a lot of crazy stuff that people believe about the Holy Spirit. Uh, and some of it's true and some of it I can't find in the Bible. But, but here's what I know Paul believed in. Paul believed in the Holy Spirit, and he believed that God uses the Holy Spirit to strengthen you on the inside. And so that's what he was praying for. As I look across the, the I was going to say the room, but the yard this morning, here's what I know. You all look great, but I can't see your heart. And, and you can't see my heart. Like I put on a new shirt that my mother-in-law bought for me. I think my mother-in-law bought this for me. Did you, Sue? You bought this for me. Uh, uh, and so, you know, you look on the outside, things look, oh, yeah, you all look great. Chris, you look good. Converse look okay. I mean, the, the white's, you know, white, not too dirty. But you don't see my heart. You don't see if I'm just a, a train wreck on the inside, and I can't see if you're a train wreck on the inside. And we can fake each other out. And Paul, as he's praying, he says, I want the Holy Spirit to strengthen you, not on the outside. I mean, the outside will take care of itself, but on the inner man, on the inner woman, who you really are, I want the Holy Spirit to strengthen you. Unfortunately, many followers of Jesus have the presence of the Holy Spirit, but they never experience his power on their life. And here's what I mean. They, they, they love their relationship with God because they like the, hey, I, I'm all for like getting to heaven for eternity. I love that part of it, God. Thank you. Uh, I know the alternative is not a good alternative. So, yes, I'm good with that. I, I love the, the comfort during hard times. Love that, God. Thank you for that. But I've got some different ideas. And, and frankly, I've got some better ideas for how I handle my money. And I've got some better ideas for my sex life. And I've got some, some better ideas for how I treat people. So I appreciate these areas, and I trust you, and I'll kind of do your thing. But you know what? I'm going to do things my way. I don't really trust you in these areas. And what happens is we have the presence of the Holy Spirit, but the power goes away because we decide to go at it our own way. And so God says, go ahead, and you get to go at it with your own power instead of with the Holy Spirit's power. See, these type of people, they may have a relationship with God, but on this side of heaven, they'll never experience the power that's available to them. And so Paul, he's praying this for these people that they would be strengthened 
on the inside that they would experience the power of God on the inside. And you, you might be thinking, so Paul, why, why this? Why would you pray? I mean, you're pretty close to God. And I can probably give you a few things I'd like you to pray for me about, Paul, because I feel like you probably have a good connection with God. And so maybe could you pray, Paul, that the persecution in Ephesus would stop? We'd, we'd appreciate that. Maybe some, if I could come into some riches, that would be helpful, Paul. Could you pray that? You have a, a you know, pretty straight line to God, it seems. But, but, Paul, why is this the prayer that you're praying in prison for us, that we would be strengthened on the inside? And he says this, all right, verse 17. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Paul, why? Why not pray for something more tangible, something I can see? Why pray for the inner man? Why, why is that the prayer request? And he says, because I want Christ to dwell in your hearts. That, that word dwell means, it, it literally means to settle in. I, I want Christ to make himself at home in your hearts so that if Christ is at home in your heart, you'll begin to understand his love. You'll begin to understand the height the, the width, the depth of his love. If Christ is at home in your hearts and he's at home where he's trusted. When he's not trusted, he's not at home. And Paul says, I, I want Christ to be at home in your hearts so that you'll be able to start to comprehend the love of Christ. We, we talk, if, if you grew up in church, even if you're not a follower of Jesus, like, oh, God so loved the world and we use the word love a lot. That's not a bad thing. But you know what? For most of us, probably for all of us, not probably, for all of us, none of us grasp the depths of Christ's love. Like we, we, we get it sometimes and there are certain seasons of the year that we maybe celebrate parts of it more and we look into parts of it more. But Paul's saying, man, I want you to be strengthened on the inner man or woman so that you'll be able to start to comprehend how much God loves you, how much his love means in your life. And Paul, above maybe anybody that he was writing to, understood this because he had seen the love of Christ transform his life. See, if you know anything about this guy Paul that wrote this letter he wasn't always a real good dude in fact he there was a, a whole portion of his life that he made his entire goal stopping people that were followers of Jesus and so he persecuted them he was a part of groups that killed them like when Paul came into your city if you were a follower of Jesus your dad got taken off to jail. You may never see people in your family again when Paul got involved because that's what he was all about. But then he met Jesus on the road to Damascus 
and, and began to understand how much God loved him and it transformed his life on the inside and it made him more like Jesus on the outside. That's why he's able to sit in prison many times with a bloody back and be thinking of other people and praying for other people. Because he had experienced the power of God on the inside and he was starting to comprehend the love of Christ. And the love of Christ was transforming him and making him more like Jesus. And that, so for Paul, I mean, think about it. If you're a mom or dad, if you grandma and grandpa, when you've experienced something really, really life-changing, you've you want your family to know about it. You want your family not just to know about it mentally, but man, you desperately want them to experience it the same way. And you you do anything you can. You, you want them, even if it's like, hey, I went to this amusement park and had the time of my life. Man, I've got to take my grandkids there because I want them to experience the same thing. Paul's saying, I have been transformed on the inside by the love of Christ. And you people in Ephesus that I love so much, I'm writing you this letter and I'm, I'm begging God for you to experience the same thing because of how transformative it is. And Paul, as, as he was strengthened on the inside, Jesus began to transform him on the outside, and he desperately wanted others to experience that. And here's how he ends this section. He says this. He says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, According to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Paul points out right here, he's saying God's power, it's limitless to the point that it's God's power is so limitless that when you're starting to experience him on the inside and he's transforming you, you can't even ask for stuff as big as he wants to do. Like you can't even think of the stuff that's big enough to ask God. He's going to do more than you can even think to ask. And the people he's writing to, they have experienced this because to them, they never thought Jews and Gentiles would ever, like, ever be unified. That was never going to happen. And they, they were seeing it happen. They, they, they were seeing stuff happen that they never could have imagined or would have even asked God for. And it was all because of what God was doing on the inside. And so here's, as, as we, we close here, I want to ask you a question. What might this next week look like if you took advantage of the power that was available to you? Let me, let me ask it again. What, what would next week look like if you took advantage of the power that was available to you, whether you're watching online, whether you're here, what would your next week look like? How would it be different than this week? And it honestly, it comes down to one question that takes a lot of courage to answer honestly. Whether, whether you experience his power in your life next week, it, it really comes down to one question. And, and here's the question. Does Christ feel at home in your heart? Because he feels at home where he's trusted. And when he's not trusted, 
he doesn't feel at home. And a, a lot of times it's easy to trust him for eternity, but it's really hard to trust him for the things that are real tangible and in front of us. When we, when we choose to do things our way, it is because we do not trust that God loves us and that his way is best. I mean, aren't, aren't we in a world of, like, and, and I'm, not, I'm not putting this on anybody because I'm, I'm part of this. We're in a world that's really good at making excuses. Like, we can excuse anything we do or don't do, and we can justify it for ourselves. We can put a post or two up about it on social media to try to justify it for other people. Like, we're really good at making excuses. And I think what Paul would say to us is, hey, when, when we choose to do things our way, let's, let's just be straightforward and not say, not make an excuse and just say, hey, here's the reason, God, I'm going to do things my way. I don't trust that you love me and I just don't trust you. I'm not going to make an excuse for why I don't do what I'm supposed to do, why I don't do things your way. I just, at the end of the day, don't believe you love me, and I just don't trust you. Because if I believed you loved me like you do, and I really trusted you, I'd do things your way. And, and, and here's what's interesting. We, we, we always have grace. I mean, we don't ever forfeit grace because that's free. But we definitely forfeit power when we don't trust him. And for some, I get it, because this is hard. This is really hard because you, you maybe grew up in a, a system where God was looked at kind of like the principal that was really trying to get you in trouble. He, he was the principal that you didn't want to talk to unless you had to, because when he had talked to him, it usually wasn't a good thing. And for some of you, that's... And, and of no fault of your own, just kind of the way you were brought up, that's kind of how you think of God. Or, or maybe, maybe you think of God as kind of the jerk boss that's always kind of trying to get his way and just kind of puts up with you. And is always looking for a, a, a time to fire you, kind of get rid of you. And, and you kind of look at God that way. And, but here's what the scripture says about God. It describes God as a loving heavenly father. And some of us here have loving heaven or loving earthly father fathers, and some of us, maybe watching online or even here, you would say, Chris, I don't have a great loving father. I don't have a great example of a, a, a loving father. And so even for you to think of God as a loving father, it's tough for you to grapple with that because you don't understand what a loving father really is. But but that's what God is. And so when, when you know someone loves you more than you love yourself and wants the best for you and knows the best for you, it's easier to trust them when you know that about them. So whether you're a follower of Christ or maybe you're, you're investigating faith, let me give you one thing that I just encourage you to pray this week. And, and you can pray this simple prayer. It's, it's right in the app. It's right at the end of the notes. You can pray this as a follower of Jesus, or you can pray this as someone that's still investigating faith. But I, I would encourage you to pray this prayer this week. And, and it's a brave prayer, honestly. Here's the prayer. God, help me to trust that you love me and that your way is always best. 
God, help me to trust that you love me and that your way is always best. If you're a teenager, if you're an adult, you're a senior citizen, you're watching online, you're watching, you're, you're here, would you be willing to pray that? Would you be willing to pray to God, God, help me trust you because I struggle to trust you. Help me to trust you and, and help, me, help me to trust that you love me and that your way is always best. And, and the reason I have to pray that, God, is because I don't always believe that. And if you're a follower of Jesus and you pray that, you, God may lead you to make some changes in your life. And that's between you and God. If you're not a follower of Jesus and and you pray, God, help me to trust that you love me and that your way is always best, God's going to lead you to take a step of starting a relationship with him. But my encouragement to you is, would you just be willing to pray that? You don't even have to tell anybody you're going to pray it. But would you be willing to just between you and God this week, God, help me to trust that you love me and that your way is always best. As, as we close this morning, there's a connection card. If you're watching online or even if you're here, you can. It, it's right there in the app under Sunday. There's also a, a card right in front of you. And if you're here and you'd say, hey, Chris, man, would you, would you and the team at City Walk, would you pray for me? Because, man, I, I'm, I'm grappling with some of this stuff, and I just, I just want someone to pray with me. Would you just write that prayer request on there, and, and you can put it in the offering basket on your way out? And we will. We'll pray with you about that. Maybe you're here and you'd say, Chris, I'm not even ready to pray that, but I definitely have some questions. And if you do and you say, I'd love to talk to somebody because I'm not even willing to take that step, but I definitely would talk to somebody about some questions I have, then would you just, in that prayer request section, all you have to write is have questions. And somebody this week will contact you and will talk with you about some of those questions. And so Paul, is, as he writes to these people, He's like a loving dad. He's like the best coach in the world, the best mentor in the world. And he's saying, hey, there's something so available to you. Don't pass up the gas station and run out of fuel because, man, you got free gas right here. It's all here. You just got to go get it. It's available to you. It'll change your life. Take advantage of what's available to you in Christ. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for uh, just this letter that Paul wrote. Thank you for his uh, willingness to be in prison. And I'm sure his life wasn't going great. I'm sure that there were days where he was discouraged. But yet he spent time in prison writing to people that he loved. And, and Lord, I pray for each of us, whether we're watching online or whether we're here this morning. I pray that you would be at work in our hearts. And Lord, I pray that you would tear away religious baggage. I know some of us, we grew up in, in religion and, and we've walked away for good reasons. God, I pray that you would just draw us into the love of Jesus Christ and how that can transform us. And Lord, I pray for myself. I pray for my friends here, those that are watching online. Lord, we all struggle to trust because we've been hurt, we've been burnt. And God, I pray that this week, that many that are listening this morning 
would take some time to pray, God, help me to trust that you love me and that your way is best. And Lord, we believe that as we understand that better and as we begin to trust you more, that will transform us. And God, we're asking that you would transform us. Lord, I pray if there's someone here that just has questions. Lord, I'm so thankful that they came today. Lord, I pray they would take some time and just write on their card, have questions so that we can connect with them this week and seek to answer some of those questions. In Jesus' name, amen.